SEJ Summit 2016 is coming to Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York City. With a focus on actionable marketing for SEOs by SEOs, SEJ Summit is a can't-miss event. Get $50 off your ticket now by using the code SEJNERD. Learn more at searchenginejournal.com slash SEJSummit2016. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen hard at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi everyone, welcome to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm joined here today again with Casey Marquis. He is the founder at MediaWise and the lead SEO consultant at SearchEngineNews.com. Casey, thanks again for joining me. Oh, Kelsey, thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure. I know last time uh, we talked about kind of search in geolocations and um, going beyond SEO with beacons a little bit. And so today, um, I think last time we talked more about wearables, and today you want to talk more about beacons. Correct, correct. I believe last time we talked a little bit more about kind of the wearables, where Google was going with knowledge graph results, how they were pulling in a lot of rich snippet data. We talked about kind of the rise of the Apple Watch and then kind of, you know, kind of the rise of this uh, beacon messaging phenomenon, which has kind of taken off. So we'll go into a little bit more detail on that today. Yes. Awesome. I'm excited to learn more. And we will link to Casey and I's last podcast in the recap post if you guys want to check it out. So first, Casey, um, I know you're going to be speaking at this. Before I forget, you're going to be speaking about beacons at the Search Summit in Minnesota in June and mm-hmm. then at PubCon Las Vegas this year. So if people happen to be there, be sure to check out Casey's presentations. Um, for those of us that are listening, do you just kind of want to kick it off and share, you know, what are BLE beacons and how do they apply to SEO? Absolutely. Thanks so much. So when we talk about BLE beacons, the BLE stands for Bluetooth Low Energy. And beacons themselves are kind of these low-cost transmitters that, again, use this Bluetooth Low Energy, BLE, to provide Bluetooth smart devices kind of a new level of proximity awareness. You've probably seen, you know, uh, you've heard of probably Yext if you're an SEO, especially local mm-hmm. SEO. Yext has come out with a really cool product called Zone, which is a beacon-powered marketing customability there that's that's really cool and it involves the use of beacons that you can set up at a location customers opt in either through an app network or by downloading a specific app themselves and then they can serve you can collect information from those customers based upon matching their personas to readily available information on Facebook and Twitter, or you can just use it for customized messaging, you know, whether or not you have an offer you want to serve for speak for people that are specifically in a location, or you know, maybe you want to use it as a customer contact point or, or other areas. There's a, it's really a plethora of ways. So when we talk about beacons, we're, we're going to be talking today kind of about what are the different wireframes, kind of what are some of the novel uses of beacons and why they're really getting so big right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to kind of hear just an example, um, just for somebody, you know, who has really no idea what, in what instance a beacon would be useful. 
not not a problem at all. So I recently just got back from speaking at SearchFest in Portland, which is a fantastic regional digital marketing conference. They're actually just renaming to Engage in 2016, which is pretty cool, or 2017 actually. Gotcha. But one of the examples that I used during that presentation was actually in Portland, and they have a a transit uh, transit entity there. And what they've done is they were one of the first people to actually use what are called Eddystone beacons. And Eddystone is kind of the Google beacon support functionality there. With uh, Eddystone, Google kind of went out, saw what everyone else was doing and realized, oh, you know, there's some things that we can improve upon. And so then they launched mm-hmm. this Eddystone beacon that uh, they launched it last summer, only about June 2015. And one of the examples, again, is with this TriMet, which is the uh, organization. It's the it's the transit authority in Portland. And basically, if you are standing on any of their platforms, you will actually trigger one of these really cool beacon messages. And the beacons will allow you to access things like train schedules. Cool. If you need to catch a train, if you you know if you are interested in. They, they have about 87 different light rail stations, and they use the beacons to beam notifications to commuters, just letting them know where they are when the train is approaching. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, and that's the whole point of the beacons is to provide just-in-time messaging for someone who's going to use that information at the appropriate time. Gotcha. So, you know, a regular rider on the transit line or maybe like you were in town for a conference, they'll mm-hmm. opt in to this system is it through an app and then the app the beacon will push app notifications onto that person's phone that's a good question and there's two ways to do that especially with the trimet case they actually initially when they set it up they were able to use the alert screen the notification screen within uh android Mm -hmm. so if you got close you could let them know that you were near this trimet station you could opt in basically most people opt in anyway because they have bluetooth turned on on their phones so when that happened, when they were close, the beacons would connect with the cell phones and they would send an alert screen that would pop up notifications to those who are in range, letting them know, hey, are you on this – are you on this uh, – one of these 87 light rail stations? Well, if you are, here is the schedule for the next train that's coming. And we could trigger these at the airport because we could take the, uh, the light rail from the airport all the way downtown. So I was playing with it myself when I got on Wednesday before the conference and uh, it, was, it was very cool. Very cool. So I know obviously that's a good example of, you know, kind of utilizing beacons for a public service, but I would assume that they're just going to have untold um, benefits for stores and e-commerce or not e-commerce, but um, stores that have a store presence. So alerting customers that are walking in the store, maybe of sales or things like that. Is that another thing that's going to be start being really common? Very much so. You're going to see you know, a lot of the bigger retailers are already doing this. Uh, Nordstrom is actually starting to implement their campaign. And one of the most effective, you brought up kind of an e-commerce uh, you know, example there is, you know, we all know how big of a deal kind of the Apple Watch was mm-hmm. when it was launched last year. And even though it didn't, it really wasn't the slam dunk everyone hoped it was, one of the things that they were able to do was use beacons initially uh, to kind of push the many benefits that come with kind of having a, you know, something directly on your wrist that you have access to all the time. One a good example, and, and there's a couple of different frameworks, and we, I guess we should briefly go over that. We have iBeacon. Yeah. iBeacon is Apple. 
iBeacon as kind of the initial beacon functionality. It was introduced first by Apple. It's very proprietary. It must have an app to work. Okay. So basically you have an app. You have these beacons. The beacons The beacons are really like lighthouses. They send out a signal. That's all they do. Okay. That's it. Gotcha. That's all they do. I'm a beacon. I'm a lot. It's like a lighthouse. <laughs> That's all they do. So when you have the app, though, is really what makes is really where the magic happens. And then the the app will read the beacon, and then you can use this beacon messaging to do various things. And in the case of uh, iBeacon, one of the things they were able to do specifically with the Apple Watch is there's a, a very cool chain of retailers, shopping retailers in the Midwest. It's called Marsh Supermarkets. They're based in Indiana. And they were the first grocery store chain. There's about 75 stores there. And they launched this iBeacon Apple Watch integration. And, and basically, it just allowed for shoppers with an Apple Watch and you know the app on their phone to be notified of their shopping list when they entered any Mars store. So you could actually cool. you could use the beacons. There's beacons in all of the stores. And the beacons would just navigate you throughout the store and let you know where everything on your shopping list was. And it's just a very you – know, it's a very simplistic way – of using beacons. And you'll see beacons being used all the time if you go to a museum. You're, if you can download their app, you can push enable and you'll be able to have a virtual map that will lead you around the place. Or there's even harvesting capabilities for it. There's companies in Germany's, Germany now that are using apps based upon their, their trucks. So they're able to let everyone know when they've picked up a load of grain and left and then they're able to measure you know what the weight of the truck is where it left it's wow. very similar to GPS only it's all it's done by beacons so it allows you to do a lot of uh, customization that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to do you know very quickly so it's 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 really cool there's lots of real world applications definitely and all beacons work on bluetooth right or does it implement GPS as well it, it basically, it's just Bluetooth. So Bluetooth is uh, very low energy. People prefer to use Bluetooth over Wi-Fi, for example, because it's so low energy. Gotcha. There's a little bit better coverage. Bluetooth seems to go around corners a little bit easier or through building materials better than Wi-Fi. So it gives you kind of more access, you know, to to things and uh, you know to to kind of the, the targeting that you need in a beacon campaign. So that's a, Oh, we always get that question a lot is, you know, why do people, why is Bluetooth the big deal? And it's just, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. people just have that enabled on their phone all the time. If you, you know, for those of us who, if you have anything that's Bluetooth enabled and most of us do, whether it's a Fitbit or a watch Mm -hmm. or even you turning, you know, connecting your phone to your car, you have Bluetooth turned on already. So because of that, it's a very easy way for you to use beacons very quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. It's more commonplace for people mm-hmm. to use uh, Bluetooth now. Um, I know you mentioned iBeacon is with Apple. What is Android? What are Android phones using? Right, and they're using this Eddystone functionality. Okay. Basically, okay. this this Eddystone functionality is, you know. Uh, Google, you know, Google went, studied the iBeacon technology and realized, you know, we can make this work without having to use apps. Now, we're still going to use the apps because you can do just a ton with the app functionality. But iBeacon, or I'm sorry, Eddystone has really kind of put in some different wireframes. And one of the wireframes that they've put in is the ability to use a URL. So you can actually just throw up a URL to someone. They'll see it with Eddystone. It'll show up on your phone and you could click through that and direct the customer anywhere you'd like. So if you're, you know, it just, it just depends on what your, 
you know, your focus is. And, and there's lots of different things to do. Uh, the good thing about Eddystone is that you, because Google Now is so predominant, mm-hmm. you can provide a little bit more increased contextual information, you know, showing menu items when people sit down at a restaurant, which is really cool. You know, when Eddie, it, there's various things that you can do with Eddystone that is a little bit easier than if you had iBeacon. A good example, Eddystone also uses these things called ephemeral identifiers. They're called EIDs. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were talking about that harvest example earlier. It's really cool for secure tracking. So, you know, if you're you're going to see more and more of when you check in for an airline, you have the option or maybe you buy your own beacons and you could throw a beacon into your luggage and be able to track your luggage from your destination, from your, you know, your, your starting point to your destination. So no, no loss, no, no loss of uh, luggage again would be a good example. Yeah, that's awesome. I um so I think I've been using beacons and I don't even know about it because mm-hmm. I had um I have a Samsung Galaxy and so sometimes when I'll go into a restaurant, it'll show an alert in my Google Now and it'll say, mm-hmm. "Here's what other people have been saying about this restaurant or here's the top menu items." And so it just started doing that for certain restaurants. And so is that an example of the beacon kind of technology being put to use with the, the Eddie stone. Right. And you, you probably just noticed that, correct? Yeah. It's, it's been in the last couple months. Exactly. And basically that was the result because Android Chrome released support mm-hmm. for Eddie stone. And that basically enabled 800 million additional users to seamlessly interact with what's called the physical web. And the physical web is kind of this, this app that, that Google has that, that you can download and it's on many phones anyway, but you can download it through Android. And this physical web is like a, it's like an Eddystone URL enabled box. And gotcha. it allows you to, it, it pretty much just makes all Android phones be beacon support enabled. Wow. So the physical web is kind of like this discovery service, and it's powered by blue by Bluetooth LE, you know, the the, the low low energy beacons, and it the the web the app it allows you smart objects broadcast relevant URLs to nearby devices, and now your phone is able to receive those. It's pretty cool, and now it's standard. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So basically, the physical web kind of acts like a universal app that allows you to kind of walk around and see like vending machines or a poster or a toy or rental cars or anything that has kind of a beacon functionality, they'll throw out URLs now and your phone will be able to see them. That's so cool. Well, I, I have other questions about that, but I'm going to pause really quick for a sponsor message. SCJ Summit 2016 is coming to Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York City. With a focus on actionable marketing for SEOs by SEOs, SCJ Summit is a can't-miss event. Get $50 off your ticket now by using the code SCJNerd. Learn more at searchenginejournal.com slash SCJSummit2016. All right, we're back. So um, I know you mentioned the thought of the physical web. So, you know, when you're describing beacons, I'm picturing a little like round disc that a restaurant owner is putting in their restaurant. But it, is that the case or does a restaurant basically have to enable it for their location? And then, you know, the Eddystone works with the phones that are already enabled. That's a good question. And basically, the you have to have the beacon and there are tons of there's tons of different beacons. You can buy 
the, the various companies out there. There are BlueSense, Estimote, Contacty, um, Gimbal. There, there's okay. numerous ones. And so you can buy any of these beacons, and then you just set up your own beacon wireframe. Uh, most of them, when you buy a beacon from a specific manufacturer or provider, they will come with their own, your own ability to set up your beacon program. And you could set those up through – you could do a custom app or you know, in the case of Eddystone, you could just do some – a custom coding so that it will throw out URLs at specific periods or at specific places depending upon the devices that are connecting around you. Uh, one of the easiest ways, for example, to get going with beacons is to search for a company called Beacon Stack, and that's B-E-A-C-O-N-S-T-A-C.com. And Beacon Stack allows this. They have this really cool starter kit that I've used for a while. And the beacons are a little bit bigger than you might be surprised. They're about the size of a deck of cars and you usually get about three of them for 89 bucks. Oh, and each okay. Of the, yeah, and each of the beacons, you get about three beacons. And each of the beacons cover between, you know, 50 to 100 feet uh, with beacons. And this is an important point. Though the wider you try to broadcast the beacons, the less the battery life. So most beacons okay. out of the box – will last, you know, a couple of years. But if you were to throw a beacon out, you know, basically the the longer you want to cover the distance, usually up to 200 feet or so, the less the battery life is. So you could conceivably have a beacon that might only last three or four months if you were trying to have throw throw up throw one beacon out to cover 200 feet or so. So you usually want to try to do, you know, smaller areas, 50 feet. Usually if you've got a set of three beacons, you can cover most retail establishments no problem through to overlapping zones. But the Beacon Stack kit is really cool uh, because it's it's so WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. You just mm-hmm. get the beacon. You download their app. You you play around. You add some graphics. You do a little very quick wireframes, and then boom, you're done. So you know if you want to run your own beacon campaign, that's one of the fastest and easiest ways to get going. Gotcha. Okay, so can you talk more about wireframes because I know that that was something you wanted to touch on, and you just mentioned it. Right. So when we talk about beacon technology, we have iBeacon, which is kind of the first. Then we have, of course, Eddystone, which is kind of Google's answer. And then we also – you see online, you'll see things like Zone from Yext or Facebook beacons. And they all pretty much do the same thing. There's just a little bit more customization in each one. For example, with the Zone product from Yext, you know, they, they use one beacon. And so you have one beacon per location. Okay. And you know you can just uh, there's it's it's limited. I mean you could do it'll it'll collect information and then the information that you collect, you can line up with publicly available information on yet on Facebook as an example, and then they can retarget customers as they leave your store. So for example, you could follow the people who visited you. You know, on you know offline, you can follow them online in their spare moments and target them with some similar or very you know, related items. So it kind of, it's very interesting. People wonder like, gosh, I just went into Starbucks. Why am I now being targeted with a Starbucks ad? On <laughs> and that's really usually why, because Starbucks has been using vegans for a long time. Gotcha. Okay. That makes talk, sense. Yeah. And the good thing about this, and we'll talk about this very quickly is that if there is a lot of beacons already out there, I mean, it's insane. There's supposed to be about four and a half million beacons Gosh, it was supposed to be about four and a half million beacons by the end of 2018, and that was initially one of the stats that we were sharing a ton last year. But now it's exploded. People are now saying that there could be 400 million beacons wow. by 2020. So it's 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 really insane. And if you don't 
you know, if you're like me and you're just not very tech savvy or you really don't want to set up a ton of your own campaigns, you can actually use a lot of existing networks, for example. And there's a really cool uh, place you might – well, it's a provider and it's called Mobiquity. Mm-hmm. And Mobiquity, all they do is they have access to existing beacon networks. So they own and operate like, for example, shopping malls. Let's say you have a product which you know you're starting to prepare for the holiday shopping season. And you know that you know you want to get a kind of the widest reach possible. What you could do is you could look up Mobiquity and then kind of a uh, you know negotiate a campaign with them to use some of the existing fifty thousand storefront beacons that they already have enabled in malls all around the United States. So it's just kind of piggybacking off of existing. this network that's, that's already been right. built. Right. So because a lot of people don't realize it that, but pretty much every mall in the United States has these common areas. You know, these, these like, you know, right outside the food court or mm-hmm. right outside the store and the, or, you know, as the entrances. And you could just target all these people with beacon messaging specifically, you know, as they walk in. And that's kind of very similar kind of back to the Yext example that we talked about with their zone beacons. They have a huge existing app network. So if anyone has downloaded an app, like, for example, MapQuest, if you have MapQuest installed on your phone, you probably have it enabled. And of course, if you have Bluetooth involved, that means that if you were to walk into one of these many places that are starting to use zone beacons in 2016, you could conceivably be subjected to beacon messaging as you walk in. And more than that, zone will allow the retailer there, the car dealership or or many other instances where they might be using the beacons, a local business, to take that data and then retarget you online through Facebook. So it's pretty interesting. It's just a new reality we live. It's kind of a post, you know, it's kind of a minority report. Do you remember Kelsey in that scene where Tom Cruise is running through the mall in Minority mm-hmm. Report? Yeah. He's relentlessly targeted by all those ads. <laughs> yeah. That stuff, that movie was set in like 2050. And yet that information. It's going to happen now. Right now. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And I, I mean, you said that the number of uh, places that are already using Beacon is exceeding expectations. And that's just mind blowing to me because I feel like you're one of the only people besides uh, the team at Yext who I've talked to at various conferences that are really kind of embracing this use of beacons and talking about it in terms of SEO or in terms of campaigns. I feel like nobody else is really paying attention to it yet. So, And, I mean, that, and it, is, it is surprising. I guess that's probably why I've been in such demand at some of the conferences lately is that a lot of people aren't doing this. I just set up a campaign with a local movie theater. Movie theaters are kind of a no-brainer to use yeah. beacons because they already have loyalty programs. They already have carts in place. So all you're doing is you're just reminding people when they're there that, hey, go get concessions or this is your seat. I'm going to lead you to your seat by a virtual map. Or maybe you send them a brief beacon after they're done to let them know, if you like that movie, consider leaving us a review here. I mean, it's just a follow-up contact point that a lot of companies are not using. But I think what's most interesting is I really do think that 2016 is just going to be a huge year I got. I read a stat the other day about how there was like, uh, gosh, something like 95% of the top 100 mall retailers were going to have beacons enabled. Wow! By Jeez. the end of 2016, it's insane. I and it's a stat. I think I read that in the international uh, international business magazine, or uh, yeah, something along those lines. We'll have to find that stat, and we can provide a link to that in the resources for the article. I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be great. But it's it's really insane, and tons and tons of stuff to do. 
So kind of to wrap things up, um, I know you just, you know, you gave an amazing overview and some examples of how they're already being used. What should companies do to kind of get started? Would you recommend that they work with a service that's already in place like Mobiquity or, you know, for bigger companies, should they try to do it on their own? I think if a bigger company, someone who has multiple locations is going to be better served by doing something on their own, whether it's Eddie Stone or iBeacon, I, you know, if you're just starting out, you're probably, my opinion is going to be focused on Eddie Stone capability because with that huge upgrade to Android and Chrome, every one of our phones, Android by far is still the most popular phone in the world. It's not even mm-hmm. close. Yeah. You're, you're going to have such access to that large number of people. That that's really the basis of where you'd want to start is is with something that's Android compatible, something that uses that discovery app and, and lets you use existing networks as well, which is pretty cool. And Mimbiquity works really well with Android. It does, of course, work really well with iBeacon as well, but I would focus on that. And with the Eddystone, you're going to find that all of the Beacon manufacturers out there, whether it's Gimbal or you know someone like BeaconStack or any of the other hundreds of providers out there, all of their beacons now are all cross-platform compatible. So they'll work with Eddie Stone and they'll work with iBeacon. So you're really you're really going to be fine with what you do. But I think you're going to find that the initial investment in just something that you could do is better than maybe piggybacking on you know, a, a network like Mobiquity. Now, if you have, it may be that you want to expand during the holidays. Not a problem. Well, then buy Buy time on an existing beacon network through Mobiquity or someone else, but you know don't use that as your long-term concentrated main strategy. Gotcha. Good advice, and I think um, people should look forward to kind of hearing you speak at these conferences, and then we'll link to your presentation as well on SlideShare, and hopefully, um, you know, people kind of start to realize how cool these can be for several different types of businesses. So it's good that we could have you on to talk more about it. And that and that's very kind. And the only thing to think about, I mean, if you're going to take anything away from today is that, you know, beacons are widespread. They're not going anywhere. You're going to see a ton of them more by the end of 2016. They're very low barrier. You can be up with a beacon campaign in less than 24 hours. And in the case of the beacon stack starter kit, it's like for less than 90 bucks is all you need to cover an entire retail establishment. And more than that, beacons enhance marketing. So if you're looking for just another layer to drive traffic or retarget to your existing customers or just use them to enhance offers and current experiences, beacons are the way to go. Yes, and don't be intimidated because I think it's easier than what people much easier. think. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Kelsey. Always a pleasure. Again, this is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal and Casey Marquis of MediaWise and SearchEngineNews.com. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at SearchEngineJournal.com.